Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I know that a lot of salon owners feel a particular way when it comes to looking at numbers inside of their business. Basically, intimidating. And that, of course, is because we tend to bury our heads in the sand as much as we can when it comes to numbers, only because it feels like a huge hurdle and you don't even know where to start. Well, guess what? One, I know what this feels like, and two, it actually doesn't have to be this way. Today, I'm chatting with Danielle Hayden. Now, Danielle is a reformed corporate CFO who was on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs, yes, that's you, understand their numbers so you can gain confidence, the confidence that you need to sustain profits. We'll talk about a range of topics from why it's important for entrepreneurs to know their numbers, especially during an economic crisis, to basic financial numbers every business owner needs to know to be successful and profitable. You'll also hear about how to use those numbers to set goals, run your day like a true CEO, and how to know what investments are right for your business right now. I know you're going to love this one. Let's dive in and meet Danielle. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. All right, I'm excited about this topic, but before we dive in, uh, why don't you start with, like, where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing what you're doing? And who do you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So I am in the United States. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, go Buckeyes. Uh, so I, um, I came into this, I, you know, for a long, the longest time, I worked in corporate accounting. Uh, so um, went to school to get my master's degree, got my CPA, and was uh, working my way through a, a, a corporate ladder. I was working as the CFO for a medium-sized business. And I started um, working within the community and meeting a lot of uh, other entrepreneurs. And what I realized was that uh, entrepreneurs needed the same financial information and the same financial analysis that I was providing to the board of investors and uh, my management team. And so I went on a mission to break the rules of accounting and bring that high-level analysis and the bookkeeping and the accounting practices that we had at these organizations to entrepreneurs and small business owners. So uh, today I own Kickstart Accounting and entrepreneurs hire us to take accounting off their plate and uh, we do all of the bookkeeping, uh, but more importantly, to strategize and understanding their numbers. And business owners can get back to business uh, and not uh, be focused in, in the weeds of the accounting. So important. Yeah, I love this, right? Because I notice this often that uh, 
hair and beauty salon owners often don't know their numbers are intimidated by the numbers intimidated by spreadsheets and and actually are quite frankly just far too busy to go down the rabbit hole of data because it doesn't sound sexy <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> but i but i know that you and i share a mission danielle is that we want to make it sex, uh, it sexy we want to make it uh, the information available because uh, it's the information that helps us make great business decisions. Because I think otherwise we end up making really emotive decisions, emotional business decisions, because we want it, because we like it, we feel pressured to do it, or it just makes sense, or actually we don't know what else to do, or because our last boss did it, we should do it too. And we're making these decisions not based on our own data which in fact tells us a story so why don't we start that off like why is it so important for us to know the numbers especially during uh, an economic crisis or on the back of <laughs> on the back of COVID? On the, on the back of covid yeah so first of all i just want to empathize with every listener out there uh before i became an accountant i actually worked as a hairdresser for a long time and i completely understand that um, what it's like to be in your creative zone of, of genius. And it's really hard when you've been creative all day to step back and look and put on the other side of your brain and look at the data and become really analytical. So first of all, I, want, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with anybody who feels intimidated by this process. It is completely normal. We hear about it all the time from all of our entrepreneurs. What we've learned from a lot of our clients going through uh, this pandemic uh, is how unprepared a lot of entrepreneurs were coming into this process, right? Um, and, and I don't just mean unprepared and they didn't have enough savings or they didn't have a line of credit. Yeah, those things um, are always important, right? Every financial advisor out there will tell you, have three months worth of expenses in, in your savings account. A lot of people came to us and said, how, how do I even know what three months worth of the operating expenses are? So yeah. I don't even know what that number is to save for. Right. So I think that um, what the number one lesson we've walked away from this time period with is you have to know historically what your business has been doing. First of all, so you know when you are recovered and how much to save and where you're spending your money. But you have to know what you were doing previously. So you have to understand how much operating expenses you, you um, are incurring every month. You need to know what your fixed expenses are. I know when I say that, people really tense up. But fixed expenses are you know, your rent, your utilities. So it doesn't matter how many people come into your studio, you still have to pay those expenses. Um, some things are variable, like payroll. But if you have people that are your staff members, you do have a level of, of responsibility to, to pay those individuals, even when they're not bringing in those dollars. So uh, I think the number one thing that we've learned is know your numbers historically so that you can become prepared with that savings, and then you can know when you've, you're recovered and back in growth mode. Yeah, I love that, that we need to look back to look forward. I think that's really important um, because I know I often get asked, well, what's the industry benchmark? What should it be? And I think actually you've got your own benchmark first before you look outward for benchmarks. Look at your own and where you are currently. And surely the goal is 
for number one is just to improve what you're already doing <laughs> rather than to reach for this other random goal that's out there. Oh, amen. You know, we hear um, all the time, well, this expert and that expert said, I should be here or I need to be here or when I get here, I'll be, uh, I'll have made it. Uh, and I get, quite, get asked that question all the time. Uh, you know, at what point, um, at what point is this successful or um, where should my operating expenses be or how much in payroll should I be paying or, or rent? And I always hate to give this answer, but in this situation, it is, it depends, right? <laughs> um, right. Where are you located in the world? How many, how many uh, years in business um, did you come? Did you start your studio um, with a, a following? Uh, how many people do you have working for you? What phase of business are you in? Uh, we had a client that we worked with uh, over the, the last two years, and um, she she knew that she wanted to grow her salon. The number one mission was top line gross revenue. And so she had poured in money in advertising, marketing, uh, training for herself. She was in uh, a program to uh, to be trained in, in her advertising. She hired new staff members. She was traveling to conferences. She had put forth a lot of um, dollars and investment into her business. And so we told her throughout the year, okay, here's your revenue and here's where your expenses. This year you are operating at a loss, but remember this is in line with what our goal, goal is. So as we got to 2020, she came to us and said, my goal for this year is to be profitable. I, I need to put money back into, into my pocket. And so now every month when we send her her financials, we're able to realign with her goals and say, all right, I know it's really compelling to continue those ads, or I know you really want to hire again, but let's balance that with what our goal is. And if our goal is to be profitable, we need to learn when to rein in those expenses and that spending. Yeah, I love this. There's some alignment between... Uh, uh higher level objective and actual everyday decision making and i think this is the key right hey larissa here just popping in to say hey i hope you're loving my chat with danielle so far but don't worry there's still so much more of the episode to come but i quickly wanted to jump in here and let you know that i've just opened up three spots to work with three salon owners who want to change their business for the better over the next 45 days if you're looking to grow your sales, get your team busy without working more hours yourself, then keep listening. I help salon owners attract dream clients, smash their sales targets, build a winning team, all without taking up what little time you have available for yourself. So you can truly step up into your role as salon CEO. Now to see if you're eligible to work with me, then let's chat. I'll leave the link to my messenger in the show notes of this episode, or you can just find me at Salon Owners Collective. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Let's chat and messenger. We'll chat about your business, your goals, your challenges, and we'll take it from there. Okay, now let's get back to chatting with Danielle. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about, well, what are those numbers that we should know? What are the ones that we really need to put on our radar on a regular basis? Yes. So um, I want everybody to, um, you know, I, I know that revenue is important, right? So um, everybody wants to focus on 
yes, I made my revenue goal or I, I've, I've you know, hit my, I increased my business by 50%. I made it. But I don't want you to stop there. I want you to really dig in and look at your cost of goods sold. So if you're selling retail, how much did you have to spend in, those re, in, in retail in order to put that inventory on your shelves? So what is your margin? I know this sounds really detail-oriented, but what's your margin by product, right? Does it make sense to continue to have that line? Um, you know, what are your direct labor costs? Um, how much is each person sitting in your salon, how much are they costing you? Are you profitable by person? Um, and, and I want you to look at this on a very regular basis. And then the other one is, where else are you spending money? So I always tell people, look at the next top three places. So your direct labor and your cost of goods sold, that's one. Now I want you to look at the next three places, top three places that you're spending money. Does that in line with your goals? So again, I'll go back to my client who her goal was to grow and she was really investing in advertising, training and conferences. But as she shifted over to wanting to be very profitable, you got to look at those places that you're spending money and does that serve you and your goals this year? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, I like that it's about, again, it's back to your goals where you're going as a business, not just industry standard. Uh, because we really don't want somebody else dictating what should our profit be, when should we be profitable. And if anything, I like the idea of actually setting a profit goal and building your business around that to achieve that. That should be, it should be the way to do it, right? Not the other way around when we say, well, let's see what's left over at the end. Yes. And that's why I talk a lot about fixed, uh, fixed expenses and fixed costs. Um, and, and I really, if it, that's, one way to work backwards, right? So how many clients, how much revenue? Um, so you could even take, here's all my fixed expenses for the month. I, again, your rent, utilities, benefits, insurance, debt payments, um, anything that you know you have to pay on a, a regular basis, payroll. Uh, and then what's your average ticket price? So when someone checks out at your, your, your salon, what is the average ticket price? Now, how many clients do you need to see to break even? And then how many clients do you need to see to hit your revenue goal? Yeah, okay. That's an easy, tangible number to track too, right? Absolutely. Um, look at your, your accounting system. Uh, you can run some historical um, profit and loss statements uh, and, and be able to pull out, you know, look for, for consistency. So when you see expenses that are consistent every month, you know that those are a fixed expense. Okay. So I think the, the key here is looking at your data on a regular basis, letting it tell you the story of what's happening or what's not happening. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about like how to use those numbers uh, in setting your, uh, setting your goals. What else is there in terms of how we should be doing it so we can really run our business like a CEO? What have we missed so far? Yeah. So one of the things that I, I really like to encourage entrepreneurs to do uh, is to take a step back um, uh, from being the entrepreneur and really step back as the CEO. So when I worked as the CFO, the chief financial officer, and I supported my management team and my CEO, I was responsible for giving them a set of reports on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. And so I want to share a few of, a few of those with you. 
uh, on a weekly basis, I would love for every entrepreneur to check out as an entrepreneur, put on your CEO hat, step in as a CEO, and do a weekly dashboard. And this dashboard can be tailored to fit your business, but the, some of the key aspects are, what, are your, what is the cash balance in the bank? Uh, what is the, your debt balances? So if you're using a credit card, a line of credit, what is the balance and what is your availability? And then who do you owe money to, right? So what payments are coming up in the next week or so? So that means payroll, your line of credit payment, maybe your credit card, you have a big inventory purchase. What, what is coming out, what, is, what can you expect to go out the door in the next week? And then what do you expect to come in the door? So you can look at your average daily, your average weekly sales and project what you plan on, on bringing in next week. And what this allows you to do is really have a total picture for the week on whether or not you can afford to continue to spend, right? Um, when we talk about um, operating from the heart versus operating from the data, if you've put forth this dashboard, right, you can see, oh man, uh, I don't really, I don't, I don't have a lot of cash in the bank today. I have a big inventory payment coming next week. I really need to make sure I can get that inventory out the door. And actually, my average weekly sales the last week of the month, I'm actually pretty, I don't bring in a ton of money that week. Wow. That makes making business decisions this week much easier because I know that I, I, I'm not empowered to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, <clears throat> that you're making that uh, of real, real time information and making that decision from that. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yes, I'll let you finish. Yeah. And then I was just going to say monthly. So, so that I want you to do weekly. And then, and then on a, on a monthly basis, uh, I also want you to look at uh, your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet. I know they feel very accounting terms. Uh, don't let it scare you. Your balance sheet is telling you what your balances are. So double check it. What's your cash balance? What's your credit card balance? Um, you know, how, how much have you taken as an, as an owner's draw? So those are kind of some of the things that you can look at on your balance sheet. Your profit and loss statement can be really, really helpful. Um, we, when we send clients their profit and loss statement, we look at the last 12 months. And so we look at it on a monthly basis and look at it for the last 12 months. One thing that this does is allows you to see the seasonality. We all know in this industry that there's seasonality, but there could be a, a special seasonality towards where your community is. So maybe it's when you guys start school or uh, breaks that you might take. So uh, think about what your seasonality is of your business, and that allows you to predict what's coming. Uh, I know for one client last month, uh, we, we ran her 12 months, and she goes, oh, my God, I forgot that I had a $2,500 insurance payment coming next month. Had you not shown me what it was, I would have totally forgotten about this giant expense that I had coming. So it allows you to look at what's coming by looking what, at what just happened. Yeah, I love that too, because I know one of the challenges is that you have a quiet week and we can freak out. And we have a quiet week freak out and think, oh my God, the world is over. I'm not making any money. But if, actually, if you know that periodically or on a semi-regular basis, you have quiet weeks. Everyone goes back to school that week, you have a quiet week. But you know that that's because of a reason or because 
you expected it to come, we don't freak out because then typically after a quiet week comes a busy week or whatever the pattern is. So I just love that one of your core messages is we must look back to look forward. Um, that is empowering, I think, and it stops us from having those emotional meltdowns and just keep the path, right? Yes, keep keep the path. And and when you feel yourself having those quiet quiet times, that gives you the time to step in as CEO, right? So use those quiet times. Maybe even maybe you could even plan for them, right? So I know that the kids are all going back to school X week in September. I know I'm gonna be really quiet in the salon. Let me plan a CEO day where I'm going to I'm going to look at my financials. I'm going to look at my marketing plan. I'm going to maybe put forth a budget for the next few months. Whatever it might be, you can then plan that time rather than sitting there freaking out that nobody's ever going to come back to see you. I know. Absolutely. I love this. Okay. Sometimes we want to be able to plan forward, make an investment in our business. Uh, what do we need to think about? What do we need to know to know that it's the right time to make an investment, if we should make an investment, if it's the right investment. Talk to me about that. Yeah, investments are really hard. And um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll use that same, it depends here. But, I, you know, there's going to be a lot that comes into every um, risk decision that you take in your business. So what is your risk tolerance, right? So um, we have some clients who they maybe had a business in the past and that business failed or didn't do well. And so now they're very risk adverse or uh, they, they lived through an economic downturn and, and they, they don't feel like they want to take on the investments. And then we have other people who have, haven't experienced that before in their life and they're, and they're ready to make every investment that comes, uh, that comes their way. So I want everyone to uh, don't react, right? Uh, the first step is to always take a step back. Don't shy away from every investment and don't jump into every investment that comes your, your direction. Uh, the best analysis that, that you can do is take a look at what the initial cost is gonna be of this investment. So maybe you're looking at uh, purchasing a new software for your, for your salon. And so uh, there might be some upfront cost for uh, setup and implementation. Uh, you're going to have maybe some downtime. Uh, you're gonna have to train your staff. So your staff is gonna have some, some training downtime that's not for continuing education. It's, it's, just, it's just training on, on the new software. Uh, maybe it's a new inventory system and it's going to take your team a long time to implement that system. So I want you to add up all the costs. What's the setup cost? What's the, what's the software cost? Um, how much time would you have to pay your staff for? So add all of that up and then, and then calculate how long it would take you to recoup those dollars. So uh, in, in the example of a software, I realized that, you know, you can't put forth a dollar amount for every, every sale, right, in that type of investment. But what you can say is, yes, it's going to take my team 20 hours on the front end or 40 hours on the front end, but I know in the long term, I'm going to save them, you know, five hours per week from having to manually enter in all of this paperwork, um, all these appointments, all of this data. Um, maybe it's in the inventory system example um, from having to manually count the data or manually track the inventory. So I know I'm going to save time. I'm going to create efficiencies 
maybe even um, put in some cost, some controls where um, it'll be diff more difficult for theft, right? So these are all things that you can monetize, but to see how long it will take you to repay that investment. Yeah, okay. And then check your temperature for whether you're happy with that, that return and the time that it's taken to get that return. Right. And sometimes the answer might be efficiency. So um, yeah. maybe you can't put a dollar amount on it, but you yeah. know it's going to make you so damn efficient and it and it's going to make you look really professional, right? So we've had some clients who've upgraded systems just because they knew it was really just going to set their business apart and it was really going to up-level their brand. And just because it's not a financial metric doesn't mean it doesn't matter. That matters. You investing in your brand matters. Uh, so don't shy away from, from that type of thinking in making those investment choices. Yeah, okay. All right, I think um, there's been some great takeaways there. Let's kind of, uh, let's wrap up with how do we term determine what our financial goals are on an annual basis? Because I know uh, sometimes I speak with owners who actually don't know what their goals could be, should be, would be, and are just cruising along and don't actually have clarity around that. What should we, what should we consider and do? So I would, I would love in a perfect setting, what I would suggest you doing is looking in your accounting system. Uh, there is some really cool uh, reports. Uh, there's my favorite that's called the PNL, the Profit and Loss Comparison Report. And what's cool about this is that you can go back in historical times. So if you've had this accounting software for a few years, uh, we love to show clients, okay, three years ago, you grew by... 40%. And then two years ago, you grew by 30% or maybe 25%. And take an average of what you've grown over the last two to three years, and then you can apply that to the future. So we keep on saying, look back to go forward, right? So if you can look back to see what your, how your revenue grew over the last few years, then you can look forward. If you are shaking your head at me right now saying, Danielle, I don't have all that data. That's okay. You can look month to month, right? And, and maybe just maybe you've only had your accounting software for 12 months, or maybe it's just in your point of sale software. Maybe you don't even have a, an accounting software. Maybe you just have a point of sale software. That's fine. Look at what your average growth or your average revenue by month is over the last 12 months and use that to apply to the future. Yeah, it's such a simple uh, methodology, but it obviously is, is pretty logical at the same time, whereas you're taking your past experience and projecting that forward. Uh, it's a pretty good way to uh, base what's possible and also plan for the future, right? If you're going to grow yeah. at this rate or continue to grow at this rate, what team, what team will I need to be able to support that growth? What well, you know, when will I run out of current space that I have if I continue to grow at that rate? When will I pop at the seams and need to think about a new location or whatever the case may be? It actually is super useful to have your finger on the future pulse. Yeah, absolutely. And you could do that same type of exercise that I mentioned with other numbers. So um, maybe you're not sure how much you put forth in cost of goods sold or, or how much you're paying your people compared to your revenue. And, and you really want to predict the future, but you're like, ah, God, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to spend in inventory. 
or I don't know how much I'm going to spend in staff. Again, you can look backwards and divide your cost of goods sold by your revenue. And that'll give you a percentage. Uh, so maybe um, it's 20% uh, is your cost of goods sold compared to your revenue. And so now moving forward, you can multiply your revenue at times that 20% to apply that cost of goods sold. Same thing with your direct labor. Maybe you're not sure how much you're gonna pay them in the future. Look at what you paid them in the past, calculate that percentage and then apply it to the future. Yeah. You heard it right here. All the good stuff. <laughs> this is the real yeah. deal, guys. Get your pen and paper out. So um, uh, this has been amazing, Danielle. Um, you're a business owner yourself, though. And uh, I wonder, do you have a quote or a theme or a mantra that you live by as a business owner that you can share with us? Yes, absolutely. So uh, your numbers are trying to tell you a story. It is your job as a business owner to read not only read, but listen to the story that your numbers are trying to tell you and then react in your business, right? Change what you're doing to move forward. So just remember uh, that these numbers are trying to tell you a story and just read and listen. Amen to that. It's like, it's just like the perfect quote for me. So that's great. Okay. What about uh, a book, a resource, a podcast, something that you've enjoyed or learned from, or you know that will help the salon owners that are listening right now? What should we get our hands on? So I actually uh, wrote a book last year called The Profit Planner, and uh, this, uh, this book has helped um, thousands of entrepreneurs, uh, several salon owners. Uh, it, it is a 12-week planner that lays out daily tasks for you, so it's simple and not overwhelming. Um, so it is a shameless plug, and I'm sorry I don't normally do it, but I think in this setting and having this conversation, I really do think for anybody who got into this conversation, listened to this, I was like, oh, gosh, this is so much. This really just breaks it down into pieces for you. All right. That's amazing. I love a good how to get it done, keep it simple, keep it short. I love that. Plug away, please, absolutely. So I'll make sure that we put the link to Danielle's book on the show notes of this podcast. Uh, and you can find it there and get your hands on it. Okay, this has been great. This has been super useful. Danielle, you're, you speak my language. I love everything that you've had to say. Uh, where can we find you, stalk you? Uh, what's your dub dub in your socials? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, website, profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Um, I'd love for you to come and check out the website. Uh, we are on uh, Facebook, Instagram's really my favorite. Uh, Danielle Hayden underscore OH. Uh, we are really um, trying to put out content for our audience. Uh, we want to continuously be a resource for all entrepreneurs. That's really our mission and our passion. So come check out the, the, um, our Instagram and our Facebook. Uh, we're always putting out helpful finance tips and tricks, and I would love to communicate with all of you on there. All right. Amazing. We'll make sure all of those links are up on the show notes as well. Danielle, thank you for your words of wisdom. I appreciate your time today. Uh, and thanks you too for listening in uh, until next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Danielle, for joining me this week. I absolutely loved our chat. I do appreciate it. And just remember, if you want to chat about your business and see if I can help, find me a messenger and look forward to chatting to you then. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you again in your earbuds. Same time, same place next week. Ciao.
Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.